And now, The Word with Father Tony Percy. This week, intense spiritual crisis. Saint Maximilian Kolbe, who was born in 1894 and died in 1941 in the Auschwitz Nazi concentration camp, believed that the world is passing through a time of intense spiritual crisis. Intense spiritual crisis. That is, a crisis of truth, and a crisis of love, and we might add as well a crisis of hope. Take identity culture, identity politics as a very good example, this recent development which people refer to as identity politics. I like to refer to it as identity culture. So, I naively identify as a pensioner, even though I was born in 1963, And at the age of 60, I simply won't qualify to be a pensioner. But I naively identify, nevertheless, as a pensioner. I go down to Centrelink here in Australia, one of our cities, and I produce my birth certificate, which has on it, I was born on the 8th of April, 1963. The employee, very kindly and calmly, truthfully says, well, bad luck, buddy. You were born in 1963. You don't qualify for the pension. It's a very good example of where I'm wrapped up in what I call my own truth, but in fact the truth is wider than me. I may naively identify as a pensioner, but in fact I'm not. I'm only 60 years of age. Simple but very good example. We know that the truth sets us free. That comes from a quote from John's Gospel, John 8. But identity ideologues, that's what I like to call them, identity ideologues, are peddling truth as power, not the truth setting you free, but truth as power over another person, and so the truth should be rejected. So it's a caricature of what the truth is. We know that we are body, soul, and spirit, so therefore our bodies speak a truth, our souls speak a truth, and our spirit speaks a truth. We are who we are bodily. We are who we are in our souls, our minds, our wills, our memories, our imaginations. We are in our spirit, our capacity for God. These things cannot be denied. And if they are, significant damage is done to who we are as human beings. So, Colby's right. An intense spiritual crisis is with us. The first demonstration of this is a crisis of truth. But then we have also a crisis of love, and this is very important as well. In our time, mercy and forgiveness are certainly in short supply, and this is not good. Yet forgiveness, we know, is at the heart of our relationships because we are weak and we are sinful. That is the truth. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, in its section on the Lord's Prayer, you'll find it at paragraph 2844, 2844, says this, Forgiveness bears witness that in our world, love is stronger than sin. It's a magnificent quote. Forgiveness bears witness that in our world, love is stronger than sin. Forgiveness is a manifestation of the love of Christ who died on the cross for us and then rose again from the dead, telling us that, yes, we are weak and we are sinful, but beyond that, there's a love that's far stronger than our own human weakness and the weakness of others. And so therefore, forgiveness is entirely possible and entirely necessary. And then we come to mercy. Mercy is this 
very unusual thing that God is able to draw good out of evil. This is only something that God can do. So to quote St. Augustine, one of the great thinkers in the church, he says that God is so good that in his hands, even evil brings about good. It's a magnificent quote. God is so good that in his hands, even evil brings about good. This is something only God can do. So naturally enough, if we align ourselves to God, we will find that all the difficult evil things we find around us, all the signs of weakness, that God, if we give them to him, he'll be able to take them and bring good out of the evil. This is the love that I spoke about before, this love that's stronger than sin, a love that's stronger than our love, which is exactly what we need when we have a crisis of truth and a crisis of love. So let's finish with the gospel that's presented to us today on this, the 20th Sunday of the year in year A. It comes from the Gospel of Matthew and it's chapter 15 and it details a woman outside the Jewish world. We're told that in the Gospel out came a Canaanite woman from the district that Jesus was walking through and she starts shouting, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me, she says. And then begins a dialogue, really a repartee between her and Jesus. It's a marvellous Jewish custom, this repartee. It's quite a playful scene if you look at it and pray it and meditate on it. So the Gospel says, Out came a Canaanite woman from that district and started shouting. She's got no problems, no, there's no embarrassment for her. And says, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. And notice that language, Lord, Son of David, have mercy on me. You'll notice this beautiful phrase, this beautiful petition, this cry for help, have mercy on me, has found its way into our liturgy right at the beginning of Mass. And no sooner have we acknowledged the truth of our sinfulness than we beg for grace. And we all say together, led by the priest, Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. That is, we're asking God to take what is evil in our life and the surrounding of our life and to turn it into good. And he does. So this is the ultimate moment of truth and love. It's the antidote to what Colby said about the crisis, this intense spiritual crisis we have, a crisis of truth, a crisis of love. Let's not be afraid to acknowledge our sin and then to beg for the grace of Christ. This will be a moment of profound peace for each one of us.